We're back. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. In the last segment, we talked about why politics can be not just divisive, but why we get so emotionally charged when we talk about political issues, when we talk about politicians, when we talk about all of these different things. But one thing we did not really get to hit on is no matter how we feel about them, Wesley, we're supposed to do, we're supposed to serve them in a really particular way. Yeah, we're supposed to serve them. We're supposed to pray for them. Uh, we're supposed to be, uh, we're supposed to encourage them to do the right thing. Supposed to challenge them, I and mean, we have a we have a huge role to play here. We absolutely even do. even in spite of the the um, challenges that come with it. Oh, and the challenges are definitely <laughs> there. And you know, to talk about that, we're gonna have a guy uh, that has been involved. For, he's really just a guy. He's just a guy. Just that's a guy. all he is. Yeah. Um, but he's been involved with this for, I mean, longer than either one of us have been alive because uh, yeah. he's fairly old. And, wow, um, that's two he's... blows. <laughs> two blows before we get started. Now, that's a great way to introduce our guest, TJ. <laughs> hey, I just want to say, Ed Vitagliano, Vice President of American Family Association, I love my job. I want to keep my job even though I called you old. Um, but You're Ed... not in any danger. <laughs> <laughs> so Ed started out in the journal um, where, where I started out as well. So we worked together for for many many years, and he has moved up in the world to vice president. Uh, tell us just a minute what what you do for AFA now. Well, I attend a lot of meetings. That's, <laughs> uh, I had no idea that uh, being in leadership meant meetings, meetings, meetings. Uh, I still try to write for the journal. Um, mm-hmm. I blog. Um, I'm on uh, today's issues. Uh, the the co-host with uh, President uh, Tim Wildman, and uh, so I, my my day is pretty busy. It's varied. Um, sometimes I get to interact with uh, our awesome millennials that we have. See, I'm I'm complimenting you guys. Here we go. Thank well, you. Well, not you guys. You're some of the other millennials. <laughs> some of the other millennials we have are awesome. So, oh. no, we have a really great group of young people, and we're just so proud uh, of what the how the Lord is using Engage. Well, you know, you mentioned that you were, and thank you for that. You mentioned that you were uh, that you blog for AFA's blog, The Stand, uh, and, and we're going to post links to all of this. But one particular blog you wrote recently. Um, was political leaders hate them or pray for them? Uh, and so we really wanted to talk about this because politics in general is is one of those topics that people either love to talk about or they hate to talk about. And it's one of the things that no matter how we feel toward the idea of politics or toward a particular politician in particular, uh, we have a responsibility um to them uh, from God. And your your article that's listed or that's up on the stand right now, I think just encapsulates that so well. So just for a second, really briefly, can you tell us what our responsibility towards our political leaders are? Well, you know, this actually started um, as uh, I started to look at polls at how, un- how uh, the unfavorability ratings for President Trump, but also for members of Congress, even the Supreme Court, were really high. People really don't like politicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, as I mentioned in this article, when they kind of move away from the public sphere and retire, like President Obama has pretty good favorability ratings. George Bush, George W. Bush has a very high favorability ratings compared to when he was in office. So I just began to look at that and I began to think, you know what? Christians are supposed to try as hard as we can with God's help, his grace, to not be influenced by the world in ways that are ungodly. And I mm. think hatred towards our political leaders is one of those traps we can fall into because the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, it says, the Apostle Paul, he says, I urge, 
that entreaties and prayers, petitions and thanksgivings be made on behalf of all men for kings and all who are in authority so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. And Paul is writing that when, as far as we know, uh, Nero was the emperor. Right, and he was not a nice guy. No. (laughs) He persecuted Christians, did terrible things to Christians, was just a bad leader Mm -hmm. all the way around. And yet here the Apostle Paul is saying we need to pray for our leaders. Yeah, you know, and what's uh, interesting about this particular topic, and I mentioned this in the first segment, is that it's always, and I understand when people when people roll their eyes and and, and we say we say phrases like, "Oh, you're just acting like a politician." You know what I mean? Right. I get that. You know, I understand that. But at the same time, we could also say that sometimes about some of our church members. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> or 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 another sphere, another area of life. You know what I mean? My point is, and we know this: there's corruption in all, to some degree, in all job descriptions or all occupations or whatever um it's unfortunate that you know that the politicians are known for that you know they they get that more times than not but the point is we can't not not pray for these people you know and we can't not be involved in these people so how would you comment when someone were to say something like that well and then let me just say i i just began thinking about this and praying about it as i was writing but it can this. get frustrating it because yeah. i i listen i that's why I, you wrote this <laughs> you know when someone gets up and they says uh, you know they say i'm going to preach this message but i'm preaching it to myself yes yes, yes and you yes, go yeah sure you are yes, you yeah. know but i really am because i am bad to be critical of politicians. Sure. But that's a great point you made sure. about church, fellow church members. What are we called to do? Do we just point out how people are blowing it, or do we exhort them and encourage them to do the right thing? How would it change the political discourse if Christians in this country said, you know what, Chuck Schumer, you know, Senate Minority Leader for the Democrats, if I was like in New York mm. and I got a meeting with a staffer and said, listen, I disagree with just about everything Chuck Schumer sure. does and stands Absolutely. for. But I want him to know that I love him. I thank him for serving our country. And I want him to know that I'm that I'm praying for him. And not just praying for him to change his mind to agree with me, yeah. but I'm praying for him and his family. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how might that turn the political discourse a little bit? And I think that's closer to how we're supposed to deal with people we disagree with than what we see play, being played out in American politics. And if at all possibility, uh, how, try to find some common ground. Right. To start right. there. Yes. You know, one thing my wife uh, my wife has taught me a lot over the years, I've yeah. been married coming up on four years, and one of the first things I'll never forget, one of the first things that she taught me in our marriage was uh, it's not about, like so many times we would get in a disagreement and I was right in what I said, but I led into with her faults or, right. or something she did. She said, Wesley, she said, you basically just highlight nothing else I did matter. Right. She said, if you would, if you would uh, in, to begin our discussion or disagreement with, look, in these areas you've done really well or rec- recognize her effort because she really tries, recognize her effort. And then, hey, these are the areas I want us to move, you know, make some adjustments in. And I think that's how we should approach if we have an opportunity. Yeah. And to I, talk but to I think that part of what leaders. we do, especially in the political sphere, is we, we tend to um, match an idea with a person. Right. right. And right. so we disagree with this idea, whatever this idea may be. Let's say that it's abortion. And and we vehemently, did I say that right? Vehemently. Vehemently, yes. that too. Faster. Um, <laughs> faster. That, I'm a writer. So, um, but we, we really, really strongly excuses, disagree with this, with this idea. But then we find someone 
who promotes this idea, who promotes abortion, and we tend to hate them as much as we hate the idea of abortion. That's Good a point. point. Yeah. And we cannot, as Christians, we cannot do that. So, Ed, how do we separate the idea from the person? Well, I think you have to go to biblical principles. For example, the spiritual warfare passage in, mm-hmm. in uh, Ephesians chapter 6. And you have to remember, as the Apostle Paul says, we are not wrestling with flesh and blood. Okay, I'm not wrestling. I mentioned Chuck Schumer earlier, right. so I'll stick with him as an example. I'm not wrestling with Chuck Schumer. Okay, our warfare is not against him. Our warfare is against ideas that contradict God's truth and the things that God upholds in Scripture. And so our battle is with those ideas, casting down those ideas, taking them captive in our own lives, and and preaching the truth. And um, and and so my responsibility is to pray for Chuck Schumer. If Chuck Schumer was my literal flesh and blood brother, and I would say he is so wrong on abortion, but what, how would I treat him? How would I treat my brother if he was Chuck Schumer? Well, you know, Thanksgiving dinner, we'd sit together, we'd talk, I would pray for him, I would cry out to God for his soul. But because he's merely an opponent on the other side of the political divide, I, you know, do I do that? Right. Do and I, I think do I so pray often, for him? You know, we, um, I know, Ed, you and I both, we, we like the Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, and one of the problems that Marvel movies have had lately is their their villains are very one-dimensional. Right. Uh, it's been one of, the, one of the common criticisms. But anytime you get a book or a movie where the villain is one-dimensional, it makes for a bad story. Yeah. Period. But that's exactly what we try to do in life. And we try to make our political opponents or theological opponents, whatever, we try to make them one-dimensional so that they're all about this bad thing. And they're not. There's more to it than that. They're people. And they have ideas. So, yeah, we definitely need to approach them like that. You're listening to Gage Magazine on American Family Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in this afternoon. If you missed the first half of the segment, you can go to EngageMagazine.net. Once you get to that website, EngageMagazine.net, you can find our YouTube channel, our social media platforms, and stay in touch with Engage. We ask you every now and then. We don't ever ask a lot out of our audience, (laughs) but we do ask every now and then. Please, 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 if you know a millennial who is uh, of any of any political uh, on either side or Christian mm-hmm. or non-Christian, and you're a Christian yourself and you're listening and you enjoy this program, please, please, please get our content in the hands of the millennials, and it will help them a lot. Uh, we, we want to be a, a tool for them. Also, uh, at the contact button at the top, we'll send you a free uh, hard copy, Engage Magazine, free, totally free. We won't even ask for email address. Mm-hmm. Totally free. We'll send it to you, and we'll get that content out there. We really are dependent upon you to help spread the word about Engage because we're coming up on our two-year anniversary. We're still real new. So, But this segment, uh, we have Ed, Vitali- Ed Vitagliano in studio. He's the AFA Executive Vice President. Uh, he's been a friend of mine and TJ's for years. We've looked up to him, and he's written an incredible article called Polit- Political Leaders – Hate them or hate them or pray for them. So we're, that's that's a topic of discussion right now. Nice southern title. Yeah, probably. yeah, I yeah. I want to throw that out there from a guy from New England. Yes, so. <laughs> Nashville, New Hampshire. There you go. So Ed, let's get into some of the things specifically that we can pray because I think there's there's really two issues when it comes to praying for political leaders. One, we don't know who the political leaders are, right? We know Donald Trump. We know Mike Pence. Some people probably don't know who Chuck Schumer is, right. um, especially our audience. Um, and so, first off, how can we know the men and women we need to be praying for? Well, that's a great question. And and here's the thing. Uh, you, 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 we're talking probably mostly to millennials. 
they Google everything anyway. Right. Just go Google. <laughs> go Google. Everybody listening has two senators that represent their state. You can Google it. Who is Who are my senators in Georgia? Who are my senators in Tennessee? Mm-hmm. And there'll be contact information there, and you'll be able to read about them. You find they out have a Wikipedia pe- page. They have a Wik- Yeah, they have all kind. They have their own official uh, government page. You yeah, can, but the, no, it's Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and you can find out. You find out these people are married. They have families. They have interests. Uh, you can pray for them, and then you pray for. Um, I mean, you uh, look up who who's my representative. Mm-hmm. You Google will have all that information, contact information. You want to drop a nice note to someone, say I appreciate what you're doing. I don't agree with you, but I'm praying for you. Those kind of things. Uh, that's how you find out. You just do like everybody else does. For everything else, you Google it. Now, let me ask you something. You said a couple of different times we don't we may not agree with them. We may not agree with them. What's the importance? As a Christian, of influence in those that we disagree with, why? If we do, we just disagree with them, or do we try to persuade them in the importance of truth? Well, I, if, for me, I would. This is my sure. personal opinion. I would separate those two things. Okay. Because because everybody is so on edge nowadays, and everyone's so sure, defensive. That's true. If they think that you're telling them that you're praying for them. And then get the idea you're doing that to try to get them to come over to your political side. Okay. I think they are not going to be as influenced for the Lord as possible because we're to even love our enemies. Sure. What does that What does that mean? What does that What does that look like? Um, how do we love those that politically are our enemies on the issue of abortion, for example? So I would I would leave those things separate. I, I would. Send emails separately, you know, to say, hey, I, I would appreciate you hearing me out on this. But if you're going to talk about loving them and God loves them, and I would just keep those in separate emails. Mm-hmm. You know, one way you can contact your um, your elected officials, you need to go to afa.net, go to sign up for our action alert, because weekly, about twice a week, we provide you a tangible way. And it's not all politics. We got involved with the target issue. Right. There's other issues we get involved in, but there's a tangible way where you can influence and change, make a change for God's glory and for others' good by signing up for the AFA Absolutely. Action. Now, in the last few minutes that we have, Ed, let's talk about some of the specific things uh, that we can and should pray for. But don't our... give them all away because no, they need to go read exactly. the article. Yeah, you need to go read the article. And honestly, we don't even have time because, Ed, you've, you've listed uh, seven different things here. With um, scriptures. So oh, people and that's can the go good and, thing that I yeah. loved about this is you're pointing people to scriptures and saying, here's a scripture to pray over. So but let's just talk about just a few of these. Um, that they might seek God, hear the gospel, repent of their sins, and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the ultimate right. goal, period. Amen. And uh, you know what? It has a profound effect on how you view the world. When I was in college, I was going to Boston College, I was pro-abortion, okay? And when I got saved, I, I just suddenly changed my mind. Didn't, and it, well, didn't know and why. Is, it just flipped me. You know what? It absolutely does, because when we give our lives to Christ, when He becomes Lord of our life, everything changes. That's what we want to do every day here at EngageMagazine.net. Help you understand the scriptures and help you know who Christ is, even in the realm of politics. Until next week, keep on sharing truth and applying scripture.